Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong. Whether that's the platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today. Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective nurse voice. Our Insider's Perspective interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We will hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we're thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Jamie Smith, and this is Insider's Perspective of Nursing, the podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Jamie Smith. I'm the Chief Education and Compliance Officer here at Premier Geriatric Solutions in Southwestern Virginia. I will be your host today on Nurse Deck Podcast. We are excited to interview Ms. Cassie Boyd. Hi there. Hi, Jamie. Such a pleasure to be here. Love Nurse Deck. So very excited to be a part of everything today. Yeah, thank you for being here. Excited to interview you. So can you tell us, how did you fall into nursing? Tell us about your journey and what made you decide to go into nursing? Um, so I think I have a, a similar story that a lot of people can probably resonate with. Um, when I was young, I come from both a blended and split family. So I have three sisters, two of whom I grew up with. Um, one sister is on my biological father's side. My youngest sister that I grew up with was diagnosed with leukemia when she was three. Um, so as a result, she spent a lot of time at Children's Hospital in Milwaukee. We are in the Wisconsin area. And seeing how other people could help her and the effect that these nurses had on being able to help my sister feel better, help my entire family to feel better, that really impacted me greatly. And so from that moment on, I knew that I wanted to be a nurse. Um, so I actually started working in healthcare when I was in high school. My high school offered a, a conjunction program with a local technical college. So I joined a health youth apprenticeship program I actually still have the pin from that. Um, I just recently refound that little lost treasure. Um, so I took the Health Youth Apprenticeship course and I became a CNA. I started the course at age 15. They let me in because during that time frame, I would meet the 16-year-old requirement that you had to meet in order to sit for your certification. And so I have been off and on working in healthcare ever since. So that is um, going into, my gosh, I'm going to be 38. So you can do the math on that. <laughs> A lot of years of working in healthcare. Um, and I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. So you're, you're, you got into nursing because your sister diagnosed with leukemia at three years old. Children's yeah. Hospital, you saw the reports you had with the nurses, the impact nurses made, and that ultimately inspired you to want to be a nurse. And But you started out as a CNA, is that right? Absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. 
So tell us what leads you to become a nurse coach. Tell us about your journey, the significant trauma you had and how it changed your life. So it's been, oh, it has been a journey for sure. Um, so throughout the time that I've been a nurse, which has been um, over a decade now, um, I have explored multiple avenues of nursing and I've tried a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything. And I never found something that 100% was like, this is it. This is where I belong. This is exactly what I am meant to do. Um, so I continued my exploration and I stumbled upon nurse coaching just this past year. And as I continued to research it and reach out and develop relationships with other women who were in that same facet, the more it appealed to me. And then I discovered that not only could I be a nurse coach where I could um, have full control over who I worked with, I could also develop my own program. And the second I learned about that, I just felt like this is it. This is what I have been destined to do. So I do have a very significant trauma history. I come from um, a family where my mother is diagnosed as bipolar, but likely has some other mental health issues. And that has had an impact on me from as early on as I can remember. There's some other fairly significant traumas that I have gone through in my life, including um, mental, verbal, emotional, um, some physical abuse. I was actually molested by a family friend at age 11, um, and that had a huge impact on my life. It completely changed the trajectory of my life the moment that that event occurred. And so um, it's been it's been a journey. It's been a path. And when I learned that I could develop my own program and that I could choose how I wanted to help others and impact their lives, I knew immediately what my program was going to be about. And I knew immediately that I was going to focus on helping others to heal from trauma. Um, when I tell people facets of my life story, People don't, they're like, how, how are you the way that you are now? How have you gotten to this point in life? And, and you're not, you're not, you know, a drug addict or an alcoholic or, or something like that. And a lot of people are shocked to learn of the things that I've gone through. And I'm proud of that. Um, you know, people always ask the question, if you could go back and you could change things that have happened to you in your life, would you? And I can honestly say with 100% certainty, I would not change anything because everything that has happened to me has gotten me to where I am right now. And I am incredibly happy and proud of the person that I have become, despite the odds really being stacked against me. And I'm now in a position where I can help other people in such a powerful and impactful way that it's just so soul serving 
um, it really, it just feeds my soul to see the impact that what I've created has on the people that I work with. It's, it's amazing. It's an incredible feeling. I feel like everybody should go out and be a nurse coach now. <laughs> Cassie, I'd like to say, you know, for, for nurse tech that we are we very happy that you shared that because, you know, it takes courage to step out and to be that blunt and to share that kind of personal information. You mentioned your mom with mental health. I think you heard you say bipolar. And then you yourself went through mental, verbal, physical. You said you were molested at the age of 11. To be able to share that. And, you know, you made the comment, like, why didn't you turn into to drugs or alcohol with that type of trauma? You're able to turn that story around and because you went through that and you're able to help others with trauma you're able to impact others and their lives and like you said it's soul serving and you can see the impact that you have by able to be a nurse coach so wow thank you for sharing that yeah absolutely absolutely i think it's super important to be open and honest about the trials and tribulations that i've gone through it's no secret um, when I brought up issues with drugs and alcohol in my youth, I did. I did have those issues. And that's part of the impact and, and the story and the assistance that I can now offer others who are in a position where they're struggling with those things. There's so many different things that have happened and so many different things that I've been through that I can relate to people in a way that a lot of other other people can't. So other right. modalities, therapists, counselors, what have you, they likely have not been been through a lot of the same things that I have and can't connect with their clients on the same level that I can. I was and about I, to so say that's why I think it's so important to talk about right. these things and to be open and honest about it. Yeah, you beat me to it. I was going to say, you know, with your <laughs> prior, um, your trials, your tribulation, everything you've went through, you're able to connect and have a rapport with others who've had similar stories because you get it. You've been there. You, you mm -hmm. relate. Your community of real nurses is waiting for you. Join Nurse Social from Nurse Deck today to connect and network with nurses from all over. Ask questions and share advice. Only verified nurses and nursing students have access to member areas. So new nurses, veterans, mentors, and leaders are here to connect and support one another. Get rewards for participating in your community. Score social points as you engage with fellow nurses and redeem your credit to support a growing list of products and services created by other nurses. Follow topics that interest and affect you as a nurse. Your peers are creating topics and stocking them with an unlimited supply of advice and resources. And you can follow along to help build a better world for nurses everywhere. Head to social.nursestack.com to join in today. We'll see you there. So Cassie, tell us about your passion and what keeps you motivated. So first and foremost, um, I would say the clients and watching these people get these amazing results from this thing that I developed. 
that came out of such a dark place in my life. That is so incredibly soul serving and so incredibly amazing to watch other people have these moments of recognition and to, to just progress to a place that they've never been able to be before. So I have worked with clients in a variety of age groups. I've worked with both male and female clients. Um, it is a little bit harder, I think, to connect on the same level with a male client as it is with a female. Um, but I, I do if they are people that are, are really in the same mindset of wanting the change that my program can offer. Um, so that is the, the most important or the first motivator for me. Um, and secondly is my daughters. So I want them to see that anything that you dream, you can go out and do. Um, so, so really that's my biggest motivators is, is my clients and my kids. <laughs> you said your daughters inspire you. They keep you going, motivated. And also it's soul serving. Like you said, to see the impact of what you develop, the impact mm -hmm. in other their lives. That's pretty awesome. It's nice to know when you have found what you're meant to do and you know in your gut you're doing the right thing. Absolutely. I mean, I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my soul. Right. It's just such an incredible feeling. You're doing the right thing, apparently, if, you know, you're making that big of a difference. <laughs> so can you tell us more of your method and style of coaching, mentoring? What else can you offer in your mentoring and support? Um, so right now I offer two different variations of my program. The first is a one-on-one -on -one program and it's 16 weeks long. And that is the more intense of the two variations of the program. Um, I also do offer some group coaching for people who maybe have done some work already and don't need as high of a level of one-on-one -on -one with me. Um, and the, the dream that I have for all of those people who are in the groups together is that they will become their own built-in support network. And I hope that they will then go on to be lifelong friends. Um, the methodology itself is based primarily on Maslow's hierarchy. So it's a level of assessment and then rebuilding each facet of Maslow's hierarchy. There's also a conjunctive piece with the ACEs pyramid. Um, so if you're familiar with the ACE testing, adverse childhood events, there's a large portion of that that goes into the assessment piece. And that helps me determine how I'm going to build out each individual's program. So there's a lot that goes into building each client's program. A lot of assessing which as nurses, we're all very used to doing a lot of. Um, so assess and rebuild, assess and rebuild. That's what I do. That's awesome. Did I hear you right? The two variations is one-on-one -on -one for 16 weeks. Is that right? Correct. Uh, the the one-on-one -on -one program is 16 weeks, and then the group coaching is a 90-day program. Wow. And then in this coming year, I hope to offer some uh, self-study courses as well on various topics. Um, 
I don't have that up and running as of yet, but that's something that I'm looking um, to be able to offer people this next year. Well, this year now. That's awesome. Thank you for all this that you're doing for other people. I mean, just imagine the impact you've made because you can have that connection. You get it. And then to have 90 day group coaching. That's awesome. It's huge. So, yeah, go ahead. I was just um, saying, yeah, it's oh. it's like I I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, but it's just it's it's a very incredible feeling to be right where you need to be and to know that you are right where you need to be. I think it's awesome. I do. Cassie, tell us what is imperfectly perfect coaching all about? So imperfectly perfect coaching means a lot to me in both the title and the logo. There was a lot that went into the development of the business name as well as the logo. The imperfectly perfect is because I want everyone out there to realize that everyone is perfect already in your own way. Your life can change you can apply these techniques and these tactics to your life to improve your lifestyle and to create that ripple effect. But at the end of the day, you, your core self, you already are perfect. You are imperfectly perfect. And so that's what I want everybody that works with me to realize. And even people that don't work with me, I just want people in general to realize in the core of yourself, no matter where you are in life, no matter what trials and tribulations you're currently going through, you already are an imperfectly perfect person yourself. Um, so that's where that comes from. And then the logo that goes along with it has a lot of different facets that have different meanings for me. Um, so one of the biggest pieces of the logo is an oak tree. Oak trees um, stand for stability and strength which is something that obviously I have had to develop through all of the things that I've been through. And people that work with me develop a very solid and firm foundation. Um, that again, relates back to Maslow's hierarchy and the re re rebuilding and assessment and rebuilding. Um, and then there is Ivy that's included in the logo and it's English Ivy, which is considered to be um, kind of an indestructible type of plant. And that was included for that very reason, because I want people to realize that no matter what happens to you, no matter what you go through, you're also indestructible because you're here. You're working with me. You're, you're doing the things that you need to do. You're taking the steps that you need to take in order to move forward. So you're right where you need to be. I love it. I, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. You said that. I didn't I didn't know that. So you said oak tree symbolizes stability and strength. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. My yeah, husband and I also have also have um oak tree tattoos now. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't related to the logo. It just <laughs> happened in a very natural way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so 
as a nurse coach in this time of pandemic, what are the major changes you have seen in your line of work? Luckily for me, because I run my business virtually already, it has not had a huge impact on my business. Um, I will say that it's had a huge impact on nurses in general, um, healthcare yeah. workers, anybody that was uh, a frontline worker. Um, there's been a huge impact. I've given a lot of speeches at um, conferences about the importance of trauma-informed care, especially now that we're in a post-pandemic world. Um, so there's been a lot of recognition around those speeches, which has been another amazing facet of being a nurse coach is having the ability to give speeches like that, um, which is not something that you would typically do in what I would consider to be kind of your more generalized or more well-known nursing paths or avenues. Um, so that has been an amazing secondary part of everything that I do is being able to contribute in that educational way. I love, 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 love teaching people. That's always been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and now I get to do so much more of it by participating in these conferences and teaching people throughout the, the program as well. That's really good to hear that despite the pandemic that uh, your business that's being done virtually has not been impacted. So, because as you yes. know, in healthcare, with nursing, Amazing. hospital, yeah, it definitely has impacted other places. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's the biggest challenge you've had so far in your career and how are you able to manage it? It's really a balance of my time. Um, so, when you start to get this influx of people recognizing you and wanting you to participate in these different things, as well as different clients wanting to work with you um, and having a family, it's learning how to balance out, okay, how many clients can I take on each month and be able to devote the time that they all deserve. So that really fluctuates from month to month. And it's based on the other clients that I'm working with and what level of support do those clients need compared to the level of support these new people that I might be onboarding will need. Um, so you have to be very rigid and structured and know what you can handle so that you're not taking on a client and then you can't serve them in the way that they deserve. That is crucial to me. Right. So I'm very, very cognizant of how many clients I'll take on each month. Sounds like you are very busy. Is this your full-time gig? Like your full-time? Not yet. It will be. <laughs> um, I also do have another job currently. When I first started the business, I was actually working three jobs and started the business. Um, two of them had gone 100% virtual. That's the only way I was able to do this. Um, and I did leave two of those positions. Um, and I just have one actual job and then my business. So that also plays into how many clients I can serve per month. I'm but sure. The next, 
So within the next year, I hope to be 100% just working in my business. That's great. Have you felt burned out with everything going on? Not at all. I mean, with, with the way that this has been able to impact me by helping others, it's really filled my cup rather than burnt me out at all. It's, it's been the complete opposite. It's what like, this is, this is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I love being able to help people and being able to have the level of control that I do as the business owner really helps a lot because like I said, I, I can limit how many people I'm serving at any given time. Well, I think you answered my question. So I was going to ask next, how do you go about identifying your own burnout? How do you deal with it? But it sounds like that's not really something you're feeling right now with the burnout. That's great. No, not right now. But I definitely will say prior to finding this avenue, I was definitely in that place um, where, you know, you want to you want to do certain things. You want to have a certain lifestyle you want to meet a certain goal or you want to try different paths. Um, like I was talking about earlier, I had tried many different avenues of nursing and had not found anything that I was like, this is it. This is what I want to spend my life doing. And I know this with 100% certainty, I'm going to do this forever. Um, so I just kept trying new things. And that was a way to keep me from getting burnt out. Um, so I, I will say I don't feel like I necessarily dealt with that until the beginning of the pandemic and trying to balance three jobs and then having that increased need for healthcare and and nurses. So that got to be uh, pretty tricky to manage, mm -hmm. but I found a way. more into vlogs than pods you can also watch these interviews check out nurse stack on youtube for video features of these amazing nurses and more content by and for nurses just search nurse stack on youtube to find us and get watching so with the pandemic that we have currently how are your fellow nurses dealing with burnout I think it really varies for everyone, um, but I think it's important for everyone out there to identify, to be able to identify really whether or not you are dealing with burnout potentially and to make sure that you are utilizing self-care practices. If you're not, you are going to burn out. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to be very cognizant of yourself, cognizant of your health, cognizant of the way that you're reacting to others. Are you finding yourself being more short, being more irritable, um, more easily irritated by something that you usually could very easily blow off? These are all things that you need to be aware of consistently and take steps and measures to prevent yourself from being in that place. 
So I do still communicate with a lot of other nurses who are um, still on the front lines and are experiencing a lot of these issues. And we talk these things through. Um, what are you doing to take care of you? What are you doing to help yourself? It's the same saying as when you get on an airplane and they talk about how you have to put your oxygen mask on before you can help others. It's the same, um, no matter what profession you're in. But I think, especially when you're talking about healthcare, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first. You have to do things that are soul serving to you and that are self-love and self-care measures in order to be able to give the best to your patients. Cassie, thank you for your response to that question. I like how you pointed out, you have to identify burnout. You have to be cognizant of yourself and how you react to others. Ask yourself, are you getting irritated? You're getting short with others and you have to utilize self-care. So thank you for that. Absolutely, so important. Do you think there are enough resources to support nurses and how does a community platform like IPPC group and NurseDeck help? Um, oh, that's a loaded question. Do I think there's enough resources? Um, yes and no. I mean, there are a lot of resources that are available for nurses. Could there be more? Of course. But I think a platform like NurseDeck is something that has been so needed for so long that now that it finally exists, it is just absolutely incredible. And I think that everyone needs to run out and sign up for this platform to be able to have a place where you can offload your fears and your concerns and just connect with other people who really get it. That is such a key component is making sure that you're connecting with other people who can really understand where you're coming from. Like what I was talking about earlier in connecting with my clients and being able to openly share my backstory with them so that we can connect on that level. NurseDeck offers nurses a platform where you can all connect, everyone can connect with other people that really get it because they too have been there. Um, so I think that is just absolutely incredible. Love it. Um, and my group um, offers a support network for other people who struggle with trauma, anxiety, depression, PTSD, I do not exclusively work with nurses. I do work with um, people of multiple different types of professions, but um, I, I do love working with nurses because it's that just little extra layer, extra added connection um, that we have in common. So it's definitely one of my favorite professions to work with, but I'm not exclusive only to nurses. Thank you for that. So is there a topic that you would like to discuss or address that we haven't already mentioned? Um, that is a great question. And I feel like just with the rapport we've had and, and the questions that you've asked and the things that we've talked about, 
I feel like I've kind of talked your ear off already. So I don't think that I have anything else um, really at the at the forefront of my mind right now to talk about just make sure that that everyone out there is practicing good self-care and and recognizing potential signs of burnout and connecting with someone anyone if you need help no matter what it's about i mean you don't have to connect with me you could connect with a counselor you could connect with a therapist you could connect with a colleague you could connect with a mentor you know there's so many people that you could connect with it's just really important for people to have that ability to recognize internally that they need another form of connection and then to go out and pursue that connection so that you can be the best version of yourself possible and and help serve both yourself and your your patients or clients or whatever avenue you're working in well i would love to continue the conversation on nurse tech social do you have it I do. I'm understand. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Cassie, thank you for your time today here on Nurse Tech Podcast and hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursedeck.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.